previously on Age of Legends Downfall. Red and L return to Perrin Dasan, feeling the Watcher on their back return. Rather than head to the Hall of Servants, the duo discuss their options on who to return the Lens of Truth to. After Red finally acquiesced, the pair turned the relic over to Mistress. Upon returning to the Hall of Servants afterwards, Red found double the requested provisions waiting for him, bringing his official journey to a close. At the same time, the Accepted that reported this to Red unofficially reported to Elle that she believed something to be wrong with Elle's sister. She learned that her sister had departed the hall and was now in the Kalamdan, the greatest university in the world. Elle decided to pursue her sister, and in the last moment possible, Red decided to join her. After the two stepped through the portal to the square of the Kalamdan, they had a moment to marvel at the Sharam, a massive floating white sphere where the most important experiments in the world took place. And after that moment had passed, the Sharam exploded into flames. The cataclysm that caused it seemed to harm the fabric of reality itself. Ellen Red then saw a figure float down and land directly in front of them, a person known as Muriel Sadai, the true identity of Mistress. And upon hearing her own name spoken by El, she defiantly proclaimed that her true name was Lanvir. So we ended on, you know, a really nice, kind, soft note. Uh, everything that you know and love has been shattered wide open. Uh, you have recognized the fact that your mentor, L, uh, is actually shrouded in evil, the likes of which you had never seen. Mirin Sedai uh, has proclaimed herself Lanfear, uh, which, of course, anyone who has read the books knows and loves and is absolutely terrified of. And she is currently standing uh, in the Column Dan underneath what was previously the Sherem, this massive floating university sphere that was a thousand feet in diameter. And uh, it is in complete ruins right now. And there's just something about the world that you're standing in that feels wrong. You have uh, just bore witness to the boar. Uh, so interesting stuff. And now stands in front of you, your mentor. Also standing off to her side is your sister, A. Piece of shit. Everybody's evil now. Maybe I should just be evil too. Jesus. Hey, if you wanted to go ahead and pull that ripcord, I will write some new storyline. No, no, no. <laughs> For the last time around, did I speak to A at all? She didn't say anything to me, right? No. You just got to this point where you reached uh, this particular spot, watched this ridiculously horrific catastrophe take place, and then saw Lanfear walk out in front of you and your sister. And uh, that was where we finished it. So, Listener, if I kept that in, uh, we haven't been playing in two weeks, so we don't remember what we ended on. <laughs> no. Uh, I turned to Red, and I gave him a look. So remember how I said that Mistress was definitely not evil? I didn't. Um, yes. I, I take that back. Uh, I, 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 I accept that I was wrong. Uh, I'm sorry about that. No worries. Um, also, this is why I don't mess with you guys. I don't even know what's going on with them. As you say that, Landfear spits on the ground and says, I am more than a Sedai. 
I have never truly been Aes Sedai. They are beneath me. You will not refer to me as one of them. Uh, is she saying that in our general direction? Directly at you. At me? Yes. You know, you're all one and the same. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, that started quickly. I didn't even have my sheet up. <laughs> Almost as if you taunted it out of her. Yep. So this is the one that we're going to definitely win, right? Yep. Yeah. This is one that your guys are guaranteed to win. I apologize. It's a wisdom saving throw. Oh, well, I had plus five in con. Uh, what is an 11? How, how much does an 11 make me win this game? <laughs> so you've completely won. We can stop right now. Cool. Fuck you, uh, Linfear. These books are bullshit. <laughs> What actually happens uh, is as you're taunting her, you sort of feel the telltale sign of a, a female channeler. L, you can see the glow of the female source of the power surrounding her, and it is just substantial. It is staggering, I think is a better word, to see how powerful she is. Red, you immediately notice something that feels like it's poking around in your mind. It's not the first time something like this has happened to you, uh, and as you sort of build up your defense to sort of eject it, you are just absolutely overpowered in a way that you have never had happen to you before. And it's like, if you had a mind palace, she just sort of walked in and is going through all of your file cabinets, uh, and is just basically detecting every thought that you've ever had, uh, and she's just, hmm, hmm, evaluating as she goes through. Uh, and she says, it seems like the most notable accomplishment of your life was quitting everything you've ever tried. It seems that you have the same sort of general apathy for life as it has for you, and you've decided to basically piss away your existence until you no longer exist. So I don't understand why you even feel like you can speak to me. Is she a bard? Is this a vicious mockery? My <laughs> God. This is just a taunt. Physically, how do I feel? Uh, physically, you feel like, what's a good way to describe someone ripping apart your brain and going through all your memories? What's the most uncomfortable you've ever felt at, like, the doctor? Because uh, those are all horrible people we know. Uh, um, <laughs> all of us boys were in middle school at one point and had to get our first physical. That was probably the most uncomfortable. Do you remember the prank we played on the freshman? You have scoliosis testing when you're in school. I think it's when you're a freshman. I think we were seniors and we convinced people scoliosis testing is just they have you like take off your shirt, bend over and they check your spine for a curve. Uh, and we convinced all the guys that when they did that, they're also going to put their finger up the butt to check the tailbone. And they're like, they're not fucking doing that to me. Imagine your most uncomfortable moment if they actually had checked your tailbone and you didn't expect it coming. Yeah. That's essentially what's happening to you mentally right now. Okay, um, Red is going to do his best to literal, like physically shake it off, to buck her off, so to speak. And he's going to draw both of his swords and scream, get out of my head. Lanfear just laughs. Uh, and it's like, imagine if you were a horse and you're like a bucking bronco and you're trying to like eject your rider. Imagine if like there was just nothing you could do about it. Uh, and it seems like she's just shuffling through like your most private memories. Uh, you can actually feel them kind of coming up as she goes through them. Uh, when you decided that you were going to leave the Hall of Servants, uh, you can hear her sort of laughing when she goes over your realization that you're not very strong in the one power. Um, and it's just sort of amusing to her. And then she releases this uh, just almost like she feels like it's not worth her time anymore. But as she sees your swords drawn, she says, interesting. And uh, the flow of the one power becomes even stronger around her. And now we will roll initiative. Not to like burst your bubble <coughs> or anything. And I'm not a boy doctor, but you know, they actually do do that to check your prostate. 
right? For prostate, yeah. For mm-hmm. tailbone okay. when you're 14. No, no for tailbones, no. <laughs> yeah, pro- yeah, prostate, I believe, is recommended the age of 40 as of now. Um, it might still be 45, but Adam and I are still a little below. Believe it or not, Red, you are going to be going first. Okay, well, I charge. And um, can I close that distance and attack? You can. She's not above us. I thought she was, like, above us on a level. Oh, no, she's, like, on equal footing, like, about 30 feet from you. Yeah. She came down from above you. She kind of floated down like a feather uh, after the Sherem exploded into fire and this just sort of, like, blackness that just keeps... It's like when you, like, rub your eyes way too hard and you see, like, the specks of light just sort of floating. They just actually exist in the world right now, but it's, like, black fire that just sort of, like, winks into existence before it winks out. I'm going to, yeah, so this is just a straight up anime charge, um, you know, like both swords trailing behind and I'm going to explode forth as best as that I can at her base. First one's a 21. That hits. Oh, second's a 24. Two hits. She pissed me off real good. She uh, holds her arms up. She crosses them like an X, like she's about to pop her claws uh, and absorbs both of those hits. You can sort of see like a telltale shimmer around her as a uh, shield of power would represent, but those are solid hits. Uh, What damage do you deal? I was going to say, do I not even get damage? (laughs) (laughs) First is five and second is seven. So total of 12. All right. Times 50 because I'm raging. As she like pulls her arms away from her face, you can see that although she might not have cast rage, she is also totally raging right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as she does that, L, you see the telltale signs of the weave of lightning in both of her hands, which she then juts her hands forward and casts directly at red. Uh, So you're going to roll a dexterity saving throw for this one. Six. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, let me check. Guys, I think I'm going to take full damage on this one. This is very apt, though. I feel like it's very difficult to dodge something from, you know, one of the forsaken. Especially point-blank lightning. It's like, oh, I have time to move. You know how slow lightning moves. Paint me a word picture here, buddy. So... Try and find the let me try and find the exact amount of feet you're blown back uh-huh. and see if you're gonna wind up with a hole in you like Goku after the special <laughs> beam cannon. Hit him. <laughs> so, Landfear's arms come forward and from it shoots like this raging blast of uh, lightning that actually seems to be focused. It, it's not like normal forked lightning that you've seen in your lifetime where it just sort of jaggedly takes the path of least resistance to whatever the target it is. It seems like her will is actually bending it to just move forward uh, and in doing so you're going to take 8d6 lightning damage and it's going to push you back 15 feet mm. well the 15 feet i feel is unreasonable uh how much is that 8d6 for you uh it's only 30 damage okay well red is bloodied to say the least yeah so uh l it is your turn you see uh your partner red charge in to uh two slashes as you're used to seeing they both hit they don't seem to find much purchase. Uh, and then this 100-foot lightning bolt shoots from Lanfear's hands, launching him backwards. Uh, he is smoldering. You can see that he's tapping the fire out on his person, uh, and he's just barely sort of keeping himself conscious. Uh, and it is now your turn. Uh, I'm going to talk to A. Is she also down now, or is she still up in that She's also up down. She's, okay. she's like 
maybe 50 feet to the side. Um, and as you look towards her to talk to her, she almost looks like a wax sculpture of herself. Like there's just no emotion on her face. Uh, she seems frozen in place. Um, and roll a perception check for me. Okay. 15. With a 15, you can see that um, her eyes look to be troubled. Uh, it, it's almost like everything else on her body seems to be frozen in place, almost from like a command of some sort. Um, but her eyes look tortured. It's as if she's like trapped in her own body. Instead of speaking with A, because I kind of like get the sense that maybe she's being compelled to do this and she's kind of like had her mind taken over, I will turn back to Lanfear. I don't understand how you could do this. You've trained me for so many years. Does that not mean anything to you? It means the world to me, but you're not the only person I've trained. Do you think you are the only person seeking the lens of truth? No, you weren't. Every road leads back to me. This was unavoidable. You were just the one that happened to succeed. If you would like to come with me, you were more than welcome but you will not be taking your friend here. And she gestures to the smoldering uh, red who is still sort of patting himself out on the ground. I can't do that. You've taken everything that's precious to me. I mean, you've taken A and it seems like you want to kill red. So that's not possible. And I'm going to cast Switch Bolt at level three. All right, let's do it. 21. 21 hits. You guys are bringing the thunder. Not literally. She brought the thunder, but you guys yeah, are you yeah. guys are doing pretty well. Twenty six of lightning damage. I too can bring the lightning and the thunder. <laughs> uh, you say that as this connects, and it seems to crackle through this uh, shield of the power that she had, striking her directly in the chest, and you can see that it does do damage to her, and her face is just absolutely furious at this point. Bonus action: I cast Hexblade's curse on her as well. Uh, in which case, that would be twenty nine damage. Dang. Uh, and it's the top of the order, and it is now her turn. Uh, Lanfear sort of looks down at her dress, which you have now absolutely ruined, uh, and she seems annoyed. She doesn't seem hurt. She doesn't seem as offended as you would imagine. She seems like she would if someone were to step on your shoe. Um, and she sort of like starts whirling her hands in a circle, and around her forms what appear to be 12 diamonds. Um, and they're spinning slowly and then more and more furiously and she sort of just expels both of her hands at the same time. Uh, and one of these diamonds flies at red, and the other 11 fly at UL. Wait, is this a legendary action? This is a uh, level nine magic missile. <laughs> oh. She has level nine spells. She does. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, great. <laughs> um, uh, so these magic missile fly through the air. Uh, red, you're able to look up and see what's happening and uh, take over from there, Garrett. Well, Red just got um, lit up <laughs> and um, pushed back 15 feet. I, I think that he's just kind of getting back on his feet right now. He sees one of these diamonds coming and dives to the side. So as you dive to the side, um, it seems like you've made your way out of the path of danger. And this diamond that's sort of flying to where you were just sort of changes direction midair uh, and happens to find you as you're floating through the air striking you directly in the chest for five damage. Oh, he's down. And L, you see this coming, um, and it's sort of like they're all approaching you from a different angle, uh, but they're all like coalescing on your person, uh, and they're going to hit you for 45 damage. Oh, I am out. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So uh, as you guys both go down, I'm going to do this DM thing that is, you know, something that's done like every JRPG anyone's ever played. Um, 
and you sort of collapse to the ground. You're barely hanging on to consciousness, but your bodies are unable to move from then on. Um, and you realize that this battle was over sort of before it began. Um, and Landfear sort of lets go of the power after casting a mending on her dress and repairing it. And then she instructs A, uh, and she says, come here. And she just crooks her finger like she's calling a dog. Uh, and A walks over immediately and obediently. Um, and she looks over to you, and so does A. And she says to A, kill them. And you can see A's eyes, and it seems like they're bulging out of her head as her body just sort of nonchalantly carries her over to the two of you. Um, and she holds up her hand, and she starts weaving uh, threads of the one power. Uh, and as she does, uh, you can't tell what spell is forming at the tips of her fingers. Um, and it seems like they're just whirling and whirling and whirling endlessly. And you're not sure if this is sort of a moment stretching on forever because it's it's your death or if there's something else. Um, and out of the corner of your eye, you can see Lanfear almost looking confused. And she repeats the command and she says, kill them. Um, and at this point, you look back to your sister. And Red, you can see it as clear as day as well. You can see A and her body is tremoring um, sort of like it does when you're trying to pull something that's far too heavy for you and your arms just don't have the strength or you're trying to push through something that uh, has no give to it. And her entire body is convulsing um, and you have no idea what's going on, but when you look to her face, you can see that she is completely covered in sweat and through that sweat you can see tears streaking down her face. And her jaw is clenched so tight and her teeth are bared like an animal that uh, you swear that you can hear the creaking from the enamel of her teeth grinding against each other, almost as if her teeth might shatter. And her eyes at this point are completely bloodshot. It's like a person that's been holding their breath for much longer than their body would ever allow. Uh, and Lanfear starts approaching, and there is a distinct look of shock and disappointment in equal measure on her face. And when she reaches A, and she's standing just feet from the two of you, it's almost as if the two of you don't exist. And she leans forward to A, and she whispers very, very quietly, Kill them. In a tone that would broker no argument. And what seems like an eternity passes again until the slightest of croaks escapes your sister's throat. And the only thing that you can make out is the tortured word, No. And at that moment, Lanfear glows with an amount of power that L, you thought was impossible to this point. And in that moment, it also makes you realize that she has literally been toying with you guys the entire time. She was never using even a fraction of the power that she possesses, which she is now holding to brutally beat your sister in front of you. And she does this uh, for what seems like an eternity yet again. Uh, and your sister's clothes are stripped bare on her back and she is bleeding. She is not even capable of moving while she's being abused. Uh, and then it's almost as if Lanfear regains her composure and she's just studying A as if she's a toy that's broken that she's finally decided not to stop playing with. Um, she has completely forgotten about the two of you, it would appear, and she looks very, very closely at A's face and says, Curious, I suppose I'll have to keep you around a little bit longer now. Uh, and she turns on her heel and she opens a portal. And through that portal, uh, through these ribbons of black fire that seem to be being created in the sky and then falling to the ground before they start their cycle over, you can see what appears to be a picturesque scene of a sort of tropical island. And Lanfear steps through the portal 
and turns around and crooks her finger one more time to your sister. Uh, and she obliges, walks through the portal, and it winks out of existence. And in that moment, the two of you lose consciousness. The two of you gain consciousness uh, around the same time. L, uh, you sort of start to come to and you look around and realize uh, you are no longer uh, in the column down. You're no longer beneath the spot where the sherem had exploded. Uh, you're actually back in the Hall of Servants. You're not sure what room you're in, um, but it looks like they have cots set up and uh, you see a lot of these Asidai, just these Ace Sedai running around healing. It's almost like they're, they're pulling people from uh, the site where the sherem had exploded and sort of treating them. Uh, in a different city to kind of get away from whatever's happening with the pattern that they still don't understand. Uh, Red, you start coming to as well, uh, but as you open your eyes, uh, you see a person who you do recognize, uh, Muriel Sedai, who was sitting at the head of the council uh, when you came to the Hall of Servants uh, to present your proposal for House Dagon originally, uh, and she seems to be making a beeline directly towards the two of you, um, and her face is just covered in fear and worry. Uh, fuck. Do you remember what happened? Yeah, we got the shit kicked out of us. <laughs> Muriel Sedai says that you did, but <laughs> a lot of people have. Uh, and she sort of kneels next to you and she delves L. Good. Uh, and then she lets you know that she says to you, I don't think any of us could have ever anticipated what has happened. It appears that the mission that you had been sent on wasn't to recover some sort of a trinket or a trophy and all of the intelligence that we had trusted to this point uh, was for naught. It appears that uh, Mirin Sedai has betrayed us all and there is something wrong in every sense of that word uh, since whatever happened to the Sherem has happened and I apologize from the bottom of my heart for putting you two so directly in harm's way. But A is with her. How are we supposed to get her back? She kind of like arches an eyebrow when you say that. And she says, get her back? From our reports, it seems that A is just as implicated in these events as Mirin Sedai. She's been compelled. I. She tried to command her at the very end to kill us, but she wouldn't do it. Hmm. She sort of like purses her lips and uh, taps her finger thoughtfully on her chin as she considers that. If that's the case, then there's no telling how many people may still be under the command of Mir and Sedai. Some people here, in fact, could still be under the command of Mir and Sedai, if that's the case. And she sort of like looks around the room uncomfortably. Um, and at this moment, too, uh, you don't even have to roll a perception check for this, either of you. You have passive perception that's high enough. You sort of take in that there are just hundreds of people in this room, uh, and some of them are covered in wounds that apparently from the collapse. Some of them have been burned in some horrific ways. Some of them are missing limbs that you know healing will not fix. Uh, it might be able to stem the blood loss and uh, perhaps leave them an amputee, but it is very much like a war zone that you're looking at right now. And uh, It's just one of the most horrific things that you've ever been a part of. Uh, society, for the most part, doesn't really have war or conflict like this, and uh, events that happen like this are typically natural disasters that are held off with the one power. This was... Um, for lack of a better term, this was a terrorist attack that no one ever expected coming. Sure. So, Muriel, you're uh, 
deeply regretful of putting us through that. Sure, it's fine. Whatever. Shit happens. But gesturing to the rest of the room, looks like that was a pretty big whoops. What, what are you going to do to fix this? What, what, what has to happen now? Mirin Sedai needs to be brought to answer for her crimes. But with the amount of power that she commands, which is incredibly substantial, it appears that she has kind of kept herself under the radar. Everyone knew that she was one of the most powerful channelers of all time, but we never expected something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know what needs to happen. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to convene some of the most powerful channelers in the Hall of Servants, and we're going to go get that bitch. <laughs> With all due respect, Muriel Sedai, I don't care what you do. I need to go get my sister back. Then you'll be going with. You're the only one who has had contact with the artifact. Apparently, you know Mirin Sedai better than most from what I hear. And she sort of arches an eyebrow that kind of leads you to think that maybe she suspected who your benefactor was the whole time that you were making your way yeah. through the tower. Um, and she says, when you're feeling rested and well enough, uh, come with me and we will attend the Hall of Servants and we will assign folks uh, to go hunt this Lanfear. And she says the word with the same amount of disdain that Lanfear says Ace to die. I can go now. I'm going to give a sideways glance to Al and just kind of gauge how she's looking at the moment. Like her, are you trying to check like if she's healed or not? Uh, that and also like, yeah, Lanfear was her buddy. <laughs> Am I working with a piece of garbage right now? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I, uh, how healed am I, Adam? Uh, luckily, you guys rested for eight hours. Oh, man. Uh, they didn't even cast any healing spells on you. You just magically healed and all your spell slots recovered, so. Um, I think you probably see this, like, lost kid. She's like, what the heck? <laughs> I thought I was being guided by these peop this person. She was, like, she thought she was her mentor, and then all of a sudden she just comes out to be this, like, super evil person that's also like taken away her family member that she really looks up to red red stands up and like from his sick bed i'm we have everything that we've had that we came in here with right like we yeah they didn't our, take anything off of you okay i'm gonna just grab l by like the collar and like you know more like a football collar thing and pick her up and go outside we're gonna get some air uh, but, <laughs> just go, <laughs> she kind of like tries to fight you a little bit but it's it's like you know like it sounds like you're like kind of like a, a bigger person than she is so it's probably ineffectual yeah kid kid let's go you need to breathe around here for a moment and we go to the door uh we're just gonna go down like to the alley or something like that and uh i'm gonna get i'm gonna get essentially l just out of like everybody's direct line of sight so that we are private people can even be going by but we're in, like you know we're just there having a little scene I think there's the enough like hustle and bustle with what has happened and people shuffling in and out of this, uh, essentially this giant room that's been turned into a makeshift hospital that no one's really paying attention to you two. Sure. So, I mean, listen, I know you're like new and you're green and everything like that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but you had no inkling that, that your sugar mama over here was the top doggess of bad people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have established this. I don't feel great about it. I, listen, I know that you're not feeling great about it. He's going to bait her and pull an insight check, essentially, which I'm going to tell you the outcome of it now. Dirty 20. And I know this is this is character on character, so we can kind of play it how, however it is. But what he's going to say is essentially like, I find it hard to believe that somebody who is uh, working essentially with a criminal like that is completely free of 
sin themselves. And again, I'm baiting you to just, I'm going to see what your reaction is. Yeah. I think, you know, at this point, Elle has been kind of run ragged, right? She's essentially been betrayed by her mentor. Her sister has is God knows where, and she just kind of explodes. And she just says, I don't care what you think, frankly. I just know that I need to get my sister back. And if you don't want to help me do that, then you can leave. Okay. Um, I mean, your sister is kind of in the same boat as you are right now too you guys are you're very entwined with this this person you know i don't need to justify myself to you and i don't need to justify a's action i know that she was compelled and i don't know how awake you were but if you remember lanfear commanded her to kill us and she didn't there's still something of her in there and we need to get her back all right so at this point, Red's going to, like, shift his tactics a little bit, going from, like, you know, he's not the cop putting the light over her face right now. Like, he's Swear actually... Swear to me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't start with the head. They get all fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so he's going to switch tactics, softening up a little bit, and he is going to, like, actually put his hands on it, on her shoulders and just, like, you know, square on, look down at her because she's three feet tall. And... Uh, <laughs> or five. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, fine. I believe you. You're going through a lot right now. You good? This has got to suck. A lot of revelations are coming in, and they're coming in pretty quick. So in this moment, you're going to notice that it seems like just about every Aes Sedai, Accepted, and Novice are sort of making their way towards the Great Hall. Listen, I think that you kind of picked up on that, that I don't give a shit about any of these people, and I would prefer not to work with them. But I think you and I have something good going on right now. Not crazy about it either, but we're here. I would feel bad for you to lose her. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go work out with these dipshit Ace that I that kind of uh, allowed this stuff to happen? Or do you want to just go do our own thing? I mean, frankly, at this point, I agree with you that this was not the most ideal outcome working with the Ace I, But it sounds like to get A back, this is the best way for us to do it. All I'm going to say is, I don't want to work with them. They're probably not going to want to work with me. And they're going to put you on what? You're brand new. They're going to say you're... you're. I'm still full Ace I. Hey, I'm on your side on that one. But uh, what are they going to do? Put you on another uh, uh, gopher mission? It doesn't matter what they make me do. When it comes down to it, I'm going to get A back. Look, I know you're not thrilled to work with the Ace I, but I think this is the best way for us to get to know where Lanfear is. Otherwise, I have no plan of finding her or finding A. And so once we find her, it doesn't matter. We just need to find A. I say we go back there. We pretend like we're going to play nicely with everybody else, with Muriel Sedai. And then when it comes down to it, we get A. In that moment, at the mouth of the alleyway leading to the large road that leads to the Hall of Servants, you see Muriel uh, walk up and she sort of glances in your direction. And she says, are you coming? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, let's shag ass. And she puts on some sweet ass black (laughs) Ray-Bans. All right. So she starts walking. um, And I assume since you guys have decided that you're going to attend this event, uh, you might as well just follow her on in. Um, So as she walks, she sort of slows down so you can catch up. Uh, And this is definitely the largest gathering of Aes Sedai that you've ever seen. They're Aes Sedai that have left the Hall of Servants, and they're off on their own missions, off doing their own thing, whether it's research, like Mirin Sedai used to do up in the Kalimdan, uh, or if they're actually trying to do things like uh, drive nations forward to do great things. They're all back. This is something that's monumental. Um, 
And as you walk towards the Hall of Servants, you realize that all the novices are lining the hallways in the area to walk through. These very, very wide hallways is just wide enough to walk uh, shoulder to shoulder between two people. The only people that are actually flowing into the Great Hall are the Accepted, which are sitting where typically the petitioners sit. Uh, and then all the Aes Sedai are taking up the seats that are normally reserved for novices, Accepted, and Aes Sedai when attending the Hall. Um, and Miriam starts moving towards uh, her spot, which is the head of the council, uh, where the chairs sit on the dais. And there is actually uh, a seat. There are two seats waiting for you in the Aes Sedai section. Um, and people sort of shuffle over and they uh, are all bowing their heads as you pass them. Uh, and they're saying Lyrial Sedai. Does Red recognize anybody that he hasn't already <laughs> spoken to in this campaign so far? Um, like you see a few faces that you recognize from your time in Hall of Servants and they sort of like nod to you. Um, obviously their minds are really not paying attention to what's happening right now, but, mm -hmm. uh, their minds aren't really paying attention to anything except for like the event that's about to take place, but maybe some faces that are a little bit older from, uh, when you were here as uh, a novice and, uh, the time that you spent just sort of honing your skills before you left. Um, what's the mix of men to women? Just about 50, 50, about 50, 50, I'd say 51 women, 49 men. Oh, <laughs> And then I step in and it fucking evens it right out. <laughs> yeah, you're so much man, you even it out so it's 60-40 somehow. <laughs> uh, all right, I feel like you're taking a great big drink to unload a great big speech here. So go for it, Mon Mothma. All right. Um, so everyone sort of settles down. Um, and at this point, Muriel holds her hand in the air. It takes a moment for the crowd to shut up. Someone does that whistle that's really loud that you can do with your fingers in your mouth. And then everyone silences. Um, Muriel stands up and she starts by saying, today we were betrayed by one of our greatest and one of our own. And while we aren't sure exactly what has happened, we know that the very pattern is threatened, which means the reality that we live in itself is under attack. And this we simply cannot allow. We need as many volunteers as possible. And in that moment, in the center of this great hall, typically where the podium is for petitioners to come. A silver line streaks through the middle and then it slowly revolves to become a circle. And stepping through it is Lanfear. And everyone stands up in unison and just sort of stares. And you can see sisters sort of forming power as if to form shields. Lanfear envelops herself in the power and it is like a sun standing in the middle of this room. And slowly but surely, sisters around the hall start releasing the power. Uh, the men have sort of unsheathed their swords or any sort of weaponry that they have. And uh, you can see, Red, that they are still holding to the male half of the source. And Lanfear speaks and she says, I, Lanfear, renounce any and all oaths that I have ever sworn to you and all others. And she's doing this in the great hall, in the hall of servants before just about every eye that could ever, ever witness it. And she continues and says, I am here to swear to all my allegiance to the great Lord of the dark. Does, she steps through a portal. Is the portal still there? The portal is still there. I'm gonna horse collar L again. We're gonna bolt like around the backside, if that's cool. What, yeah. I, what, what I thought would be awesome is if it's just like, yeah, she's in here fucking with all these Aes Sedai, but we jump through the portal to go find A. 
wherever she came from. Yeah, I kind of imagine like the scene where like, you know, like Ella's standing there and then you see like Red's hand comes out and just <laughs> like yeah, grabs I can, I, uh, It's, it's it? totally Vaudeville a cartoon. Like, yeah. Your entire body moves, but your head's still there with like a thin strip of neck <laughs> off frame. And then all of a sudden I, it's like. I am doing a lot of this where I just like, I would never touch another person this much in real I've life. I've never <laughs> seen you ever get physical with someone, but you just, you grab Elle and shove her around like she's just a lost <laughs> <puppy>. ragdoll. <laughs> okay. L, Yes. You see that hole she just came through? Yeah. We got to go to that. I agree. Go now. And you see kind of L just like sidling off to the side. Yeah. Red follows. Is that how you say that word? Sidling? Si- I, I got sidling. Sidling? Sidling. sidling. I, yeah. I sidle off. <laughs> so that's perfect. And as you guys are sort of sidling, you were, let's say, if this is a circle, if the Great Hall is a circle, you guys were at about three o'clock. Landfear is essentially where the hour hand and the minute hand meet in the center. Um, and by moving to like 2, 1, noon, 2, 1, 12, 11, 10, you think that you're going to be able to get out of her field of view um, because there is the dais that is essentially who she's addressing while the rest of the hall listens. Uh, I will say as you start slinking, um, both of you should roll perception checks. And you said she was uh, in where in relation to the dais? Um, she's directly in front of it. So she's, I'd say, about 60 feet from the dais because she's standing where the petitioners typically stand. But she's not on top of it? No. She's, she, so you would say another way to phrase that is she is not... She's not on a dais. <laughs> on the dais of the dais. <laughs> Dude, so what are we doing I again? Got a 14. <laughs> Perception check? Is that what you want from me? I don't yes. fucking want. <laughs> Who needs that shit? Eight. <laughs> All right, so you guys are not sure... Um, how well your initial action turned out. Um, go yeah, ahead and roll stealth based off of like your slinking or your sidling. As, as Red is like sidling, he's just singing on a dais, on a dais. On a dais, on a dais. I'm disadvantaging this. Uh, which 23 would... for stealth. Disadvantage is 13, so not, not okay. terrible. There's a, there's a room full of every ace to die. She, um, she sort of looks around after she's done making this proclamation and she says, who amongst you will join me? And as she says it, everyone's like kind of looking at each other. You can almost feel like people want to laugh at her. And then one person stands up from the Aes Sedai and walks towards her. And then another. And then another. Do I know these bitches? You know that they are established and they're bitches. You don't really care for them too much. Um, but they're not weak in the power themselves. Um, they all seem to have been, if anything connects them, uh, loners. They don't typically work within groups. Um, and then you see some of the accepted start to stand up and walk towards Lanfear. And then some of the novices, or novices if you will, um, start entering the hall to walk by her side and She's certainly not collecting a majority, but it is enough folks to make your stomach kind of turn. And any thought that you might have had previously that she had other people in the Hall of Servants, there's no way she could have had this many people under her thumb. I think this many people have just sort of decided to take a different side uh, in this coming conflict. Okay, so she came through and you said all these like weaves started happening from like people and they drew swords and stuff and everybody just froze. Everyone kind of just stopped when she embraced the power and they realized just how powerful she was. As Red sees all these people going and like the fact that none of these Aes Sedai are doing shit about just watching 
accepted and novices and even their own like highly esteemed cohorts just go to the dark side here to hopefully snap them out of it and to maybe incite a little bit of a riot. Uh, he's going to scream traitors. And go ahead and give me that take, Garrett. Yeah, just give it that. T- give me a juicy traitors if you could. He's gonna, he's gonna go. These are traitors. These are traitors. <laughs> he's gonna go traitors. They all attack you at once. Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, when you shout traitors, um, you just see. Basically, every male magic user, regardless of which side they're on, embrace the source. Um, and L, in this moment, you see all of the female magic users embrace the source as well. And there's probably been very few times in all of the ages combined that this much of the one power has been wielded in the same room by so many people. But essentially, when Lanfear walked through that portal, it was like two gunslingers basically drawing on each other but choosing not to fire. Um, and then slowly holstering their weapons. But in this moment of shouting traitors, everyone sort of draws and fires. And just in this moment, these threads just start being woven in the air and the Hall of Servants turns into a war zone, quite literally. The noise is something like you've never heard before. Luckily at this point, you guys are at about 12 on this clock that I've been talking about. So you're behind the dais as it absolutely explodes um, and bodies are just sent flying against the wall like fucking ragdolls. Bodies are sent flying against the wall like as if Red grabbed them by their jacket or their throat (laughs) or whatever and just decided to pull them somewhere. you see these blasts just being hurled of the power from the stands and from where the Ace Sedai sits into the uh, circle of traitors, and you just see Lanfear just standing there laughing, surrounded by a field of the power that everything just seems to be bouncing off of as she just begins to absolutely lay waste to the Hall of Servants. Go, 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 go. I think we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as you guys start running forward, um, you notice in this moment her look directly at the both of you. It's oh. almost as if she rolled a really high perception check when you were doing your sidling and absolutely totally noticed you guys start moving. She didn't notice you when you were sneaking behind the dais, but now that you are charging directly at her, um, she just sort of lifts her hands and you see these massive threads of the power weave around it. And it's like she flicks it towards you and a uh, fireball, the likes of which you had never seen, erupt at your feet. And let's see what you guys have to roll for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a reflex. Dex save? I'm pretty sure it's a deck save. I'm sorry, Reflex. Listen to me like a fucking 3.5 player. <laughs> 14. I rolled a 10. You guys are just sort of moving and you have too much momentum leading you towards this portal when this blast explodes and it just hurls you back and in this moment you realize, oh, we're the ragdolls now. Um, and you collide with the wall and uh, you both take 33 damage. Jesus Christ. Christ. She's super strong. <laughs> I didn't think you guys would charge her. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Red took a hit there. So as you guys sort of collide with the wall and come to a rest at the ground, your ears are ringing. Your clothes are smoldering yet again for you, Red. And some of your belongings have sort of flown out of your hand. Red, you're not exactly sure where your swords have gone. L, in particular, you look around and you notice that your uh, Terangriel that you were actually gifted by Lanfear herself is on the ground and it's also on fire, as well as the journal that you took from Aval. And Aval's journal is sort of tattered now, like the cover has been ripped, the spine is cracked, the pages are sort of blowing from the combat that's going on. Um, But as it's sort of like shifting back and forth, your eyes are able to make out that it's landing on a specific page. And all you can see written in Aval's super angry handwriting is S-3 colon the island. And if you'll recall, 
There were three doors next to his particular chambers. They were labeled S-1, S-2, and S-3. And as you sort of have that revelation, that realization, you look up and you see these traitorous Ace Sedai and novices and accepted just sort of retreating through this portal. And through that portal, again, you can see what appears to be this picturesque tropical island and land for herself slowly backing out with a smirk on her face that is reserved solely for you as she makes eye contact with you as this portal winks out of existence yet again. The campaign Age of Legends Downfall is played by Faye Kai, Garrett Schultz, and DM'd by Adam Diaz. For more information about us, Twatsatwats, or other awesome work we do that is unrelated to the Wheel of Time, head to the Wheel of Time Show about the Wheel of Time Show.com for bios and our social media handles. In the film Amadeus, which won Best Picture in 1984, several professors of music stated, after studying all of the musical keys struck on pianos throughout the film, not one key is struck incorrectly when compared to what is heard at the exact same moment. In other words, what you see is exactly what you hear.